It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Rays Radio. And the pitch on its way. Swing and he popped him up. Shallow right center. Kiermaier started back. Sprinting in. Dives and makes the catch. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Kiermaier putting on a show here in the fifth inning. And the Blue Jays leave him loaded. Coming up. We sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Smith lifts one in the air towards left. Shallow as Bizarre turns and looks at the wall. Gone! Home run! An opposite field homer by Malik Smith. And there's the insurance. It's 3-1 to Rays. Now to get you ready for opening day, here are the voices of the Rays. Solon's with you today from Port Charlotte. Rays back down south, getting set to take on the team from Fort Myers in spring training, the Minnesota Twins. We are counting them down. We're now down to 18 days before opening day when the Rays will take on the Red Sox at Tropicana Field. And we're starting to feel a little bit closer to opening day because this was another cutdown day. So far, five cuts have been made. The Rays are down to 54 players in Major League Camp. And part of the reason for the cuts today is that Minor league games will begin on Wednesday, so those players who are maybe not getting regular reps or enough innings pitched will now be able to do so in the minor league contest and get ready for their season. And of the players who've been sent either out by options or reassigned to minor league camp today, um, all of them probably expected, but there are also some guys who probably have a chance to play an important role with the Rays as the year goes on. Now, five players so far uh, moved out and all of them are pitchers. Relievers Diego Castillo, Jamie Schultz, and Hunter Wood, as well as starter Jose Mujica, and also Ryan Weber, who Kevin Cash said today is going to get stretched out. Of that group, probably Diego Castillo is the one who was most impressive in camp. He was the minor league reliever of the year in the race system a season ago. Um, he pitched very, very well, upper 90s fastball, and you know, speaking to Kevin Cash today, I think the expectation is, is that Diego is going to help the race at some point this season and do so in a big way. Just he would begin the year more than likely at the AAA level with Durham, where he finished last year. Now, as far as today's program goes, you're going to hear from Matt Quatrero, who works with the Rays coaches and also is the new third base coach. Of course, he was with the Indians a year ago and had been a Rays minor league player and coach. This is his first year with Tampa Bay in the majors. And we'll also hear from yesterday's starter, Nathan Ivaldi, in a 5-3 win over the Phillies in come-from-behind fashion. Nathan was extremely sharp yesterday. Uh, really for the third time overall. He got up into the fourth inning. He allowed just the one run, um, and he didn't walk a batter, and I think that's probably the most important thing going forward. He's been in the strike zone, really competitive with all his pitches. So we'll hear from both those guys as we go. Now, today only, the Rays have your best deal for opening day tickets. Yes, get your seats in the lower box, outfield and upper levels for 50% off. That's right. Don't miss out when the Rays start the season Thursday, March 29th, against the Red Sox with this limited-time discount. All you have to do is go to RaysBaseball.com slash Flash. That's RaysBaseball.com slash Flash and raise up. Neil Solon's with you in Port Charlotte. Dave and Andy will join me in the latter half of the program. 
Coming up, we will hear from Nathan Ovaldi, yesterday's starter, get an update on why this spring has been so good for him in a moment. You're listening to the Rays Baseball Network on 620 WDAE. Welcome back to Countdown to Opening Day. Neil Solon's with you today from Port Charlotte where the Rays are getting set to take on the Twins. And starting tomorrow, Rays fans can pick up vouchers for $7.11 tickets for Friday home games from participating 7-Eleven stores. Don't miss your chance to cheer on the Rays every Friday home game during the regular season. Go to RaysBaseball.com slash specials for more details and raise up. Well, today it'll be Jake Faria on the mound for Tampa Bay, and Kevin Cash told us before the game that he's excited to see how Jake fares. They've been working with him on speeding up his tempo. A guy who really doesn't need a whole lot of change the way he's been going this spring is Nathan Avaldi, who again went yesterday and was very, very impressive. Nathan missed all of last year, of course, coming back from Tommy John's surgery, and so far again has had a really good spring. I asked Avaldi how he feels the spring is gone. I feel like it's just been... Like any other spring training, really. I mean, there's been a few limitations of just being extra cautious, which I, you know, understand completely and I appreciate. But everything's been going great. Arms been feeling great. Off-speed pitches, and I've been very pleased with where we're at right now. Is this as good as you felt since when? Because I know, look, a, a few years ago, the year you had with the Yankees was pretty darn good in in uh, 15. Yeah, I mean, I think I usually do pretty well in spring trainings. At least I feel like I do. Uh, I feel like it's just been like any other one. Uh, just keep fine-tuning everything, and it's almost like where I picked off, or I'm picking up where I left off uh, when I was healthy. You know, I, I try to I try to keep my mind right during the whole rehab process and prepare like I normally would, and I feel like that's helped me out a lot. You have a, a chance to really, obviously, play a very important role. You know, not only in the mound but also in the clubhouse. Tell me how you see your role this year. No, I think just like you said. Uh, I feel like I lead by example, so I'm going to try and do that, you know, following Archer out there. Um, and then I'm going to try and do a lot better of a job of just really reaching out to the younger guys in the clubhouse and, uh, you know, making myself available for them whenever they have any questions. And then if I see something, ma- making sure to let them know. How much can your experience help? Because you have been a guy who was a high-level prospect. You were traded a couple of times. You've gone through free agency. You've gone through Tommy John. You've been through a lot of different experiences. Yeah, um, I have been able to experience most of those. And then, you know, coming up with the Dodgers and then just kind of bouncing around from organization to organization. But I try to bring the things I've learned from the different organizations back to where I am now. So, uh, again, I'm just going to try and make myself open as much as possible. And, you know, if I see somebody down or if they're struggling a little bit to go over there and, you know, reach out and, who were the best examples for you uh, in, in the different organizations you've pitched in and why? Um, and what do you take from each of those guys maybe that's helped you? Well, I mean, I would say coming up with the Dodgers, you know, I got to watch Kershaw a lot and watch how he prepares. And, I mean, everybody knows the uh, ta- talented pitcher he is and stuff. So uh, how talented he is as a pitcher. So I was able to watch him and watch the way he prepares for games and then, you know, moving over to the Marlins. Uh, you know, I had a couple veteran guys over there I was able to watch um, and then also establish myself uh, for my career. And then when I got over there to the Yankees, you know, just everybody, how they go over about everything in such a professional manner and, uh, you know, really seeing the way things that should be done, the way they should be done. When you sat out for last year, how do you think that also helped you grow as a, a pitcher? No, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely hard sitting out, but uh, I was fortunate enough to where I got to go to all of our home games and stuff and watch watch the games, and there's just something different about knowing that you can't play, but, 
you know you want to try and get the most out of it as you can so uh just trying to watch everybody's routines the way they went about their business and then just the games you know it's just a different way of looking at it i got to really focus on hitters a lot more than i normally would just because i had so much free time you've added something to your arsenal this year tell us why you added a curveball so I've always had a curveball, but I want to start using it a little bit more. It's a, it's a spiked curveball, which I've never thrown. I always, you know, kind of stuck to the traditional curveball. But, uh, you know, there's just a lot more pitchers nowadays who are able to throw the curveball a lot harder, and it tends to be the spiked curveball. So I wanted to try and start using that a little bit more just because my slider and my splitter are around the same velocities. And then uh, with the curveball, it's a, a, little bit of, a little bigger break, so I wanted it to change the eye levels and then the, uh, the velocity slower too. So... How much does that also help, though, play off a four-seam fastball? Because a lot of times out of the hand, they may look fairly similar, uh, yet one's going to go for you near 100, and the other one may be, what, 20 miles an hour less than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, as long as it's playing, keeping the hitters off my fastball, because that's the pitch I obviously use the most. So anything I can do to keep the hitters a little off balance and get their timing off a little bit, I want to start using that as much as I can. You know, I talked to some of the other, let's say, veteran players that are in this clubhouse. It could be a Matt Duffy or, or Denard Spann. And, you know, I think there's a feeling of, hey, nationally, the guys are counting us out and we're just going to carry a chip on our shoulder. If you don't believe in us, the guys in this locker room do. Do you feel the same way? And do you think that can help the group over the course of the year compete in this division? I mean, I think every, every guy in here knows that we have a chance to be great. It's just we have to believe in ourselves and not listen to the negative, all the negatives. We know how talented our young uh, prospects are, our young core are. We have pitching. We have, you know, the veteran leadership in the clubhouse. It's just about staying focused on what we came here to do and uh, making sure we execute that. One of the big stories this week was, you know, Kevin Cash told the media what you guys already knew, that they're going to run, in essence, four starters with a fifth day with a lot of guys who can throw three, four innings. What's your take on that as, as someone who, you know, can it help a young player who may not have been starting yet in the big leagues, but this is a good way to get him 100, 120 innings and really get his feet wet, but also pitch in some big moments? I think so. And, I mean, as a starter, you know, as long as I'm a part of the rotation, I'm happy. So um, I think with our with the four guys we're going to go in there with, I think we have a really good chance of making this thing work. And again, with our, our, our bullpen, we have such a variety of pitchers down there. We've got guys who can go one inning, two, three, four, and, you know, and give us a good chance. And it's not you know, wear and tear on their arms because they'll be prepared for it because a lot of our guys that are down in the bullpen were starters you know, at some point or recently. So I think it's going to give them a chance to you know, collect a lot of innings under their belt and you know, maybe steal a couple wins and have some good, you know, good numbers to show for it. Certainly, there, there's been some difficult moments in spring training. I think probably the two that stand out from a pitching staff are Brent Honeywell and Jose DeLeon needing uh, the Tommy John surgery. How much can you help those guys in terms of their mental mindset and the way they go about their business? Because obviously, you really attack this coming back. Yeah, and I've talked to both of them, and uh, that's basically what I told them. You know, is it's, you know, it's a, it's a terrible situation to be in, but you can either feel sorry for yourself or you know, control what you can kind of control, and that's go out there and attack the rehab process of it. Uh, it's such a long process, and but it also gives you a lot of time to really find yourself and really take care of your body and get it the way you want it, you know, get it the way you want. Uh, you know, during the off season, if you're going through an injury, it's a little different because you have home and everybody else around you, and you have a couple of, you know, not a couple, but you have a few easy ways out. I'd I'd say is you know to avoid doing certain things, but here when you're with the team, it's 
you're at the field almost all day and you either sit in your locker or you can get after your business and uh, get back on track to where you want to be. Part of the reason that you signed with this organization is because of the training staff here. Give our fans an idea as to how much they helped you and how much they can be helpful to those guys too. Man, I can't say enough about our training staff, every one of them in there. Uh, you know, a couple times, or you know, you can go to certain organizations, and you might only have like one or two guys you can really uh, lean on. But with our organization, we have you know four or five guys that know exactly what they're doing, and they're all on the same page as to what your rehab process is and where you're at. You don't have to explain anything, and it's uh, you learn a lot. Um, I think this is this is definitely by far the best uh, organization I've been in in regards of the the training staff and shoulder programs and everything like that they make you stay on top of all of it and there's no cutting any corners and I mean during this process it's one of the longest gruesome processes that you can have in regards to coming back from a Tommy John and you know they make sure that you're going to be the strongest that you can be coming back from that is Rays starting pitcher Nathan Ivaldi on uh, his the training staff for the Rays and also coming back from one Tommy John surgery really hard to fathom a pitcher with better stuff than Ivaldi has shown so far this spring Hey, the Rays and Don Gascard, Charlotte County Ford are teaming up to give you free tickets to a Rays spring training home game. All you have to do is test drive any car or truck at Charlotte County Ford and receive a voucher for two tickets. Redeem that voucher online or at the Charlotte Sports Park box office. Visit Don Gascard, Charlotte County Ford today. Rev up and raise up. Neil Solon's with you, revving up for the start of this game between the Rays and the Twins. Coming up on our Countdown Opening Day show, we'll hear from new third base coach Matt Quatrero. You're listening to Countdown Opening Day on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Welcome back to Countdown Opening Day. Neil Solon's with you as we get set for the Rays and Twins. Joining us at Charlotte Sports Park next Sunday when the Rays take on the Tigers. The first 500 kids, 14 and under, receive a Rays win alarm clock presented by State Farm. Visit RaysBaseball.com slash spring for more info and Rays up. Matt Cutrero is beginning his first year on the Rays Major League staff after coming over from the Cleveland Indians. Of course, Q played and coached in the Rays minor league system, and I asked him how the return has been for him this spring and what he's been doing with Tampa Bay. You know, I've been exposed to a lot of different things. I've been doing the scheduling with, with Rocco and, and working with Kyle closely on that and, and working with the catchers and um, not having been in the cage much. That's been the biggest difference. So all those things have been new experiences, but they've also been very challenging and very fun. Let's begin with the scheduling. Have you taken some things that maybe you did in Cleveland for spring training and brought them to the Rays? Or if not, what are some of the things that you and Rocco have worked on to make sure this camp goes as smoothly and as well as possible? Well, yeah, we did bring a couple things over here um, as far as the way the groups were laid out and getting guys off their feet a little bit more, shorter, shorter time spurts on the field with higher intensity work. Um, and that being said, I think the intensity of the work was here prior. I remember when I was here as a minor league coach, the intensity was there. It's just in how we laid it out a little differently to give guys a different look so it wasn't just one station to the next to the next. It was kind of flowed a little bit differently. Um, but we weren't reinventing the wheel by any means. We just tried to take as much input as we could from the staff, from all of the coordinators, all of the um, – sports science and the medical guys and just try to incorporate everybody's ideas the best way we could. So I think in that respect, it's been a very collaborative camp. Um, and I think a lot of the guys have felt 
a part of it because their ideas are basically just going through Rocco and I, and we're just putting them on paper. In terms of the games, you're coaching third base for the first time in quite a bit. How's the adjustment been? And does spring training games compare in your mind to the regular season? Because look, the results don't matter as much. You're not having the regulars on the field as much. How does it help you get ready for the start of the season? Well, I think any reps are beneficial. I mean, they're not regular season reps, and there's no way to have a regular season rep until the season starts. But at the same time, it's helpful just to see the speed of the players, see the outfielders' arms of the opposing teams. The, you know, Even though they're not the guys that may be starting or playing all the time during the season, you still get a feel for how they throw, how they move. You get to see guys' secondary leads and breaks off the bases, those kinds of things. So in that regard, it's helpful. And just to be back out there and be, feel the speed of the game is generally what I needed the most. You had mentioned earlier that you had, obviously, familiarity, having been in the Rays organization as a player, a manager, a coach. Did you know everyone pretty much on this staff before you even came on board? Or, or was Kyle maybe the guy you knew the least um, since he had come, I think, a little bit either hadn't been involved, let's say, as much um, when, when you had departed to Cleveland? Kyle and I, I knew Kyle when he was in Hudson Valley and I was a rover. So I did know him some, at least one year, possibly two. Um, I think it was two now that we say it. And then um, the other guys I knew a little. I didn't know Chad very well. Uh, you know, I had met him over the past few years. Um, and, you know, I knew Stan a little, for, you know, but when I was a minor league coach, he and I didn't have a lot of interaction in spring training because I was always in the cage and he was always with the pitchers. But other than that, obviously, Charlie and I go way back. Uh, Cashy and I had our time together in Cleveland. Um, Rocco and I played together. So that goes, back, <laughs> that goes back quite a ways. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, and obviously I worked with Ozzy for a few years as a, I was managing. He was the hitting coach in the minor league. So there was a lot of familiarity there and uh, made, it, made it very comfortable to come back in. The guys you're least familiar with, you may be working with some of the most, you know, the catchers um, and and obviously the pitching staff with Kyle and Stan. What types of things are you guys doing in spring training and how will it work once the season starts? Well, in spring training right now, to be honest, I've been pretty much just with the catchers. We haven't, I have not started to try to integrate it all with the pitchers. So early on, it's such a, uh, it's such a puzzle piece that you're just trying to put together. Kyle and Stan work unbelievably hard at making sure all the pitchers get in they get their reps and we're doing the same with the catchers with the physical stuff and talking about some game calling but we haven't started to really integrate the two yet as far as meetings or game planning kinds of things I think it's still early in camp to where we're just focusing on making sure everybody's getting what they need physically let's touch on the catcher then you've got two guys who are very experienced who are expected to be on the club Wilson Ramos and Jesus Sucre, assuming health. What have you liked about each of them, and what types of things are you working with them on? I'll tell you what, uh, they have been outstanding. Um, you know, they're both veteran guys. I had a little bit of a history with Sucre from when he was a young player in Caracas, and I was the third base coach there. We worked together, um, and, and I saw him play in the minor leagues um, when he was with the Braves. I saw Wilson play in Venezuela as well, but didn't know him personally. Those guys have been very welcoming to me. They have been very receptive to the, the things that have um, been working very closely with Paul Hoover on the catching stuff. They have been awesome. They have bought into everything, really working on receiving a lot, um, really focusing on getting the low pitch called um, and presenting it well. 
and just really being diligent with what they do. It's been very impressive for two veteran guys. How much does that also help filter down? You've got some other veteran guys who I guess are vying to be that third guy, so to speak, not necessarily at the big league level, but the insurance policy potentially if either is injured during the year. Yeah, and and you know what? I mean, what I said about those two guys really is the whole camp, not just the catchers. These guys have been tremendous about some of the new ideas we've thrown out, some of the physical drills we've done. No one's pushed back on it at all. They've said, whatever you guys want us to do, we're going to do it. It's been a really pleasant place to be. I mean, guys have just bought in and dove in head first to anything we've been asking them to do. And the catching specifically, all those guys, Adam Moore, Carrillo, those guys that are, and Monell, those guys that have been in AAA or have some big league time, they have, they have been open about working and they've been receptive about anything we've said and they've given great feedback. So it's been a great relationship. And you've been in this organization when at the big league level they were winning a lot. You also were in Cleveland when they were winning a lot. What's your overall take on this camp? There's a lot, obviously, a lot of guys that are um, trying to prove themselves, but also a lot of really good young talent, too. Yeah, I mean, the talent is obvious, and it's just a matter of when they get to the big leagues or they get their opportunity to break through what they do with it. I mean, uh, you know, talking about being in Cleveland, no one could have predicted what Francisco Lindor did as soon as he got to the big leagues or Jose Ramirez did. And that's the kind of thing that has to happen for a team and an organization to take off. You, you prep these guys in the minor leagues, and when, when they get their chance, if they take off, then everybody looks like a genius and we start winning tons of games. And if it takes them a little while longer to get going, then you don't get that immediate burst. But the talent here is obvious, and they're at every position, which is impressive. I mean, there's guys all around the field that – that you think, wow, this guy could do it, you know? So it's just a matter of when they get that chance, what they do they hit the ground running, or does it take a little while to get going? And that is Matt Quattrero. Again, he is the Rays' third base coach, and good to have him back on the coaching staff and back in the Rays' organization. Dave Wills, Andy Freed, joining me in the booth as we get set for the Rays and Twins. Again, 18 days from opening day. You heard Q's take on uh, the young talent and when's it going to blossom. Well, some of those young, talented players were sent out today, including Diego Castillo. I know he's not going to be on the opening day roster, but he certainly figures in the race plans. I would think so. I mean, I think he looked as impressive as anybody. You, you can't help but wonder, and this is easy to get your mind you know, running away with happy thoughts, but maybe uh, an eventual ninth-inning guy. I mean, from the way he looks with fastball and breaking ball, he gets a lot of swing and miss. He'll get chased at the ball in the dirt, and his velocity is very good. And Dave, you've heard about him for years, and this is going to be one of those seasons where I think as the year goes on, the Rays will get younger. Yeah, and, you, you know, again, it's unlike football, too, where you really can't read into when a guy gets cut as to how close he was to mm-hmm. making the team. I know that, you know, in football, guys uh, that are the last cut are usually that close to making the team. A lot of times in baseball, they just will cut you early because, in this case, minor league games are going to get started here in the next couple of days, and they want these guys to get regular work. So you can't read too much into the wins and the uh, the wares of a guy getting uh, getting cut, but uh, I think he is in the plans. Obviously, if you're going to go and utilize a bullpen as much as the Rays are going to have to utilize mm-hmm. a bullpen this year, uh, I get the feeling we're going to see Diego Castillo before it's all said and done. And another guy we may see who was cut today is Jamie Schultz. I mean, Jamie was injured most of last year. If he shows he's healthy, it can get his velocity back. I, I think he's a guy who also would figure into the plans, too. 
because he's a former starter, and when he's healthy, he can pitch multiple innings. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him a couple more times, and it's not to say you won't see him a couple more times at the big league level. I mean, here's a guy that, uh, you know, uh, is going to go down. And, and, again, it's about getting regular work. I mean, with Jamie Schultz, I thought, made the team out of spring training last year. I was a little surprised that they went with Austin Pruitt, but at the time they felt like Pruitt could execute the strike zone a little bit better than uh, than Jamie could, and then ultimately Jamie got hurt and we never saw him. But uh, I think that's the biggest thing for Schultz right now. And, you know, and, and, and as we said yesterday during the broadcast, this team is not built to win mm-hmm. nine to six or, or five to one. This team is going to be built to try to win games four to three, three to two, three to one, that kind of thing. So you can't have a reliever that's going to come out in a close ball game and walk the walk the park. So he, he's going to have to work on his strike throwing, be a little more consistent. But he is a he is a high end guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing in a raised uniform, and we probably will again this year if he stays healthy. Not that we'll turn down a nine six one every now and then. Mm-hmm. That, that to me though is still I think my big question, Neil of spring training is how the Rays are going to score runs this year. We know they've lost a fair amount of power, uh, but they may not have lost that much run production overall. This is going to have to be an opportunistic team on the base paths, hopefully a a better contact hitting team also. But we've yet to really see the A group together. And and, you you rev it up a little bit towards the end of spring training, but Crone in the middle lineup could be something if, you know, he really could be one of those linchpin guys if, he becomes, you know, the, the Casey Cotchman of this year, you know, from back in 2011. It's that right time of his career where the maturity and the, the talent come together. I could see the Rays scoring some runs. And, and you mentioned uh, we, we've got less than a minute to go. So you, you guys obviously will talk about much more during the broadcast. But, you know, one thing that I think people will know is you haven't seen the A lineup together. And you probably will here after the off day. I mean, most of the guys for the Rays have gotten 20 at-bats. That's it. They're probably going to get 50. So the majority of them are coming over the next two weeks well you know i get fooled by this every year and i probably say it ad nauseum but i get fooled by record i get fooled by individual performance uh, every spring training well you guys will be talking about performance as we go dave and andy have the play-by-play coming up jake faria will take the mound for the tampa bay rays as the rays take on the minnesota twins want to thank on site mark hayes our engineer as well as matt infield and michael stern thanks back at our studios to jason Barringer. of course this will be available as a podcast coming up uh, tomorrow at racebaseball.com slash podcast. Dave and Andy are next on the Race Baseball Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.